Yeah, I've never done the standing. See how this goes. Do you feel different? Yeah, it does feel different. I've right. never... Because I've never done the standing. I'm always sitting. Mm. Hmm. Anyways, hello and welcome to episode 22 of Start the Beat with Sykes. I am Sykes and this is my podcast. Now, before we get started, I wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out last week's episode with Justin. That shit was rad. Wasn't it? If you listened to it, you know it was. If you didn't, go back and listen to it. But wait, and listen to this week first. Uh, just don't get too ahead of yourself. There's a lot going on. Not really, kinda. I don't know where this is going. Anyways, if you listen to the episode, thank you. If you didn't, and this is your first time here, welcome. I'm glad you're here too. Please feel free to make yourselves at home. And as always, there's beer and soda in the fridge. My friend Megan is on the show today, and for those of you who don't know Megan, she is a tiny little ball of energy that's just really, really excited about music and the arts and things that are creative, and I had an opportunity to talk to her several months ago at a house party real randomly, and uh, she we talked about the arcade fire or something for like 10 minutes, and just she seemed so excited just about music and seemed really passionate so I thought it'd be cool to talk to her and I was right because this is a really fucking cool conversation got to learn a lot about her I didn't know much if you're listening to this you might already know her and you might already know this stuff but eh whatever it should be cool so that's that sit back relax and let's start the motherfucking bait figure this out <laughs> i'm really unorganized that's okay i don't i don't have anything that i want to ask i don't even have anything i want to talk to you about so okay. we're just gonna sit here for an hour that in complete silence great just breathing subtle breathing sounds okay but no for real <laughs> i i talked to you once before yes. at christmas's house mm-hmm. for like 10 minutes about the arcade fire yeah and you just had this uh this energy to you about music and talking and you seem like you're really excited about things so that's why I wanted to invite you over because sure. you seem like you're passionate about shit. I am. So that is one thing where I did am. where did this passion for music start? Well, I would probably say from the beginning point in time was when my dad played Pearl Jam on my mother's stomach while I was still okay. in the womb. Um no, but I had parents who were really into music really into lots of diverse music. And then um, in third grade, my dad took me to go see Rush. Okay. And I saw Neil Peart, and I was like, okay, I'm about to start taking lessons for whatever instrument I choose. I'm picking drums. I'm going (laughs) drums. Sure. So in third grade, my parents were like, all right, we have a ton of instruments here. You're not picking any of them. We're not going to buy you a drum set, but we'll buy you a snare take lessons and if you prove to us that you really care about it we'll get you a drum set 
So by fifth grade, I had been working really hard at it, and my parents were like, all right, we'll get you a drum set. Um, and from there, I just, like, I loved playing music. I loved talking about music. Um, I watched Almost Famous, and I was like, <laughs> wow, there's a profession for what I like doing? And from there, it was just, like, full speed ahead, nonstop. It just kind of, like, took over everything I did. Awesome. So your parents are really into music, it mm -hmm. seems. For They're sure. They're musicians? They are not musicians. They just have, they, they just had instruments laying around? Yeah, well, my mom, my mom in high school, uh, like practically ran her marching band. She played like Barry sax, alto sax, uh, and she also played clarinet and bass clarinet. Okay. My dad in high school played <clears throat> trumpet and marching band, but like it wasn't. Oh, so the instruments deal. around the house were like band instruments. Right, they were band okay. instruments. Like, and I was in band all through. Um, I like used to brag about it. I was in fifth grade band when I was in fourth grade. <laughs> I did both. Um, uh, but then I like kept up with it. Um, in high school, I ended up being section leader of the drum line. And so it's something that I like very much classically did. But mm. I also like I would much rather play punk music than, you know, than like the orchestral kind of like sure numbers that we did. But more, it was always uh... tons of fun. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, a school activity where you right. get to just hit shit and be creative. Yeah. But for your sure. your parents were into like gnarly music. Um, my yeah, it's kind of funny because like my mom definitely introduced me like she loves Carol King, uh, loves Simon and Garfunkel, but like mom loves Alice in Chains, <laughs> and like she okay. loves um, why can't I think of his name? Uh, schools out. Alice Cooper. Alice Cooper. Loves Alice Cooper. Like, loved Alice Cooper. And so, and kicks. Like, that was another thing my kicks. parents were really into. <laughs> okay. And so, like, kind of through that, they they introduced me. And then I had an older sister who mm. was very much a huge part of the music I listened to. Because when I was, like, when High School Musical was popular, like, Katie was showing me, like, Newfound Glory and Fallout Boy. Okay. And then, like, shooties in. Like, I remember the first time she played the, Bro the Blood Brothers for me was, okay. like... Okay. Yeah. It's, like, this huge That'll awakening. do it to you. Yeah. That'll do it to you, for sure. For sure. But... What was the first band you really got into? Hmm. The first band I really got into... I would say Fallout Boy was definitely one okay. of the first bands I actively would, like, seek out, you know, on my own. Um... Yeah, it was definitely Fall Out Boy because it was something I hadn't really, like, known a lot of. And, like, I knew Katie's Newfound Glory stuff, but she was kind of moving out of that phase by the okay. time that what, I what was is she, Is she it. still into, like, alternative stuff, or did she grow up? No, she she is. Uh, she really loves the Matchbox 20 station on Pandora. Okay. Like, it's a, lot, a mix of, like, brand new and all that stuff. She really likes it. Uh, she also likes mainstream stuff, too, and I do as well. I just happen to more so listen to okay. the harder alternative side, but, like, I do have guilty pleasures. I'm very much not a person who's, like, I only like this kind of music. Yeah, well, no, people like that are horrible people. <laughs> they are. <laughs> as soon as someone says to me, like, I literally only listen to classic rock, I'm like, I literally don't want to hang out with you. <laughs> There's stuff going on right now you'd be into. Like, listen to J. No, Roddy Walston. Calm absolutely, down. But, I mean, some people don't, a lot of people just don't care about music. Right. This is so, also true. Yeah, some people just don't care. They don't have that connection. They're, Startling. You know, it sounds good, you know, in the background, whatever. Mm -hmm. It's whatever. Right. I have a friend that's like that. He really, really likes, like, the only band that I know of that he likes mm -hmm. is Tool. Oh, 
That's an interesting choice, too. Yeah, yeah. Like, the only concert I'm ever aware of him going to was a Tool concert when what? we were in high school. And every once in a while, he, like, talks about Tool. But wow. I never hear him talk about any other music. That's so I don't know strange. where he gravitated towards Tool. I mean, they're, yeah. they're a pretty diverse band. Right. So, I mean, he's getting a lot out of that. For sure. But, yeah, I don't know how that happened. Yeah. Just, like, stuck to that. That makes sense, though. Like, at least that's a band that's, like you can delve into. Yeah. There's, like, layers there. I, like, I have a hard time. I had a hard time when I got to school, and I would meet people who I'd be like, oh, so what kind of music do you listen to? And they'd be like, oh, you know, like, listen to the radio. And I'm like, that's fine, but, like, what on the radio do you like? And they're like, oh, I don't really know names. Like, I don't really listen to music. Okay. And I'm just like, what do you mean you don't listen to music? This is 90% of my day is <laughs> listening to music. What do you What do? You do? What do you just sit in silence? But, I mean, they're fine people. It's just strange that people don't connect to it. Because I feel like music's such a universal thing. Like, growing up, that was always, like, something my parents were like, everybody loves music. Yeah. But that's not necessarily no, true. No, no. Some people just yeah. don't reach out for it. Maybe it's because they grew up with parents that true. didn't give a shit about it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Who knows? So, school, band, how long did you stay in band for when you were in school? All, I rode that all the way. All the uh, way? Yes. All the way till the end? All the way till the end. Senior year, uh, me and my really good friend Jeff, we were section leaders of the drumline. Um, I also did, like, concert band. Uh, we had an audition-only band that I loved being in, but unfortunately they had to get rid of it because we only had one music teacher for a school of 2,000 kids, and so mm. he had no time to do it, which Where'd was you such a school? bummer. I went to Hemfield, Hemfield okay. Area High School. Um, it's starting to get better. They're definitely realizing what incredibly talented kids we have uh like our theater program I did musical too uh freshman and senior year and it's just like it's just an amazing program sure um and it was something that like I was such a dork in high school like straight up like I did has much changed since then no not at all (laughs) no (laughs) I I'm very much someone who will come in and I'll see all the stuff happening around me and I'll be like okay I'm gonna do this 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 and this and this and I don't care if I don't have any free time. Like, oh, in high school... I agree, yeah. Very much, like, I would come to school, would have rehearsals in the morning, or I'd, like, have French club. I was president of the French Honor Society. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, that was something that I did, and I took hard classes, and I just, like... I would go to marching band until, like, 5.36. I'd have, like, drum lessons once a week, and then I would do something, or I'd have SVS practice, and then I'd do, like, five hours worth of homework, and then repeat... And that was just something that I loved doing and very much carried into my college experience. I don't have any time to breathe, but, like, yeah, fuck it's it. the best way to be. If I have time alone or time to relax, I just worry about stuff I could be doing. I'm the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 100%. I can't. I was just, I had a, do you know Justin Nixon? Name sounds he was in a band me. called uh, In the Wake of Giants. Okay. okay. And uh, he does film stuff. Mm-hmm. He was just sitting in the chair yesterday. <laughs> and we were talking about that same thing with uh, like how it's funny because he makes movies, but mm-hmm. he can't even take the time to sit down and watch a movie because he's like too worried about what he should be doing. Right. And I'm the same way. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, ugh. I'm, right. It's horrible, but right. good. You know, yes. I like having that motivation. For sure. And you do a bazillion things. I feel like you're like a renaissance man. Christmas was like talking about you once and she was like, oh yeah, he does this and also this and also this. 
It's like, wow, how does he have any free time? But then I thought about it and I was like, how do I have any free yeah, time? Yeah, I don't have free time. Right. My free time is, I don't remember the last time I was bored. Right. Which is a good thing. Yeah, totally. Being bored sucks. Yeah, it's horrible. Who, who wants to do that? Nobody. But uh, backtracking just a mm-hmm. bit. Uh, when did Shirt versus Skin start? And was that the first band you were in? Yes, I okay. am in my first band still. How uh, long have you been a band? Five years. Wow. Yeah, uh, eighth grade. I went to, summer before eighth grade rather, I went to this academic camp at St. Vincent's College uh, where I met Victoria. Well, she like went to my church, so I had known her, but we really got to know each other that week and we had tons of fun. And we were in this like music theory thing together. And there was another kid and we were like, let's, the three of us, start a band. Okay. But we were like 13. It and sounds none of like us real sh- typical. <laughs> right, yeah. right. But we were 13 and like none of us had cars or drove, obviously. So the one kid lived in Latrobe. And y'all lived like... See, Victoria yeah. and I lived close, but this kid lived in Latrobe, which when you're 13 is like... <laughs> Might as well live in New York City. Yeah. So, uh, so we're like, okay, well, it's not going to work out with this kid. So, like, we're going to ask Tyler at school, who we're friends with, like, we know he plays guitar. Let's do this. And so our first gig was at Victoria's, uh, Victoria's birthday party. <laughs> I guess we were, was it her third? I don't know. I'm so bad with ages. But we played three songs. Uh, our encore was a spur-of-the-moment performance of Paranoid by Black Sabbath. Uh, it was tight. It was it was definitely interesting. Sure. Um, but then uh, through marching band, I met uh, this kid named uh, Andrew Temsky, who played bass. And he had a friend who played guitar. And so we ended up all getting together and, like, played a set of covers at the keynote and from there um we've actually had like we're on our third basis now but okay um we've it just we never had a desire to write with other people and we definitely went through our growing pains stages together like we put out some really crappy music that happens that i'm embarrassed especially of. Right. so uh aside from bass players it's the same three people yep for five years mm-hmm. that's kind of cool yeah it's it's been really impressive and none of the basis um have been people that were, like, unfamiliar or, like, really left on bad terms. Like, Andrew had stuff going on, so he left the band, and then our friend Spencer joined. And Spencer was great. Spencer was in the band for a really long time, but then he had the opportunity to join We The Gathered and tour full-time. So, obviously, we weren't going to be like, no, don't do that. You're in this band. We were like, go for it. And our friend Zach Pardis had just, um... His band was playing their last show because their drummer went to Berkeley in Boston. And so we were like, why don't you just play with us anyway? So okay. he was filling in when Spencer wasn't there to begin with. So it just kind of worked out perfectly. But So what's the band going to be doing now that like college is happening for all of you? Well, we've, we made it through a year of me being away because I go to school three and a half hours away uh, and they would just play gigs where Tyler, the guitarist, would play drums because he's a drummer himself okay. and our friend Josh Ginter would fill in <laughs> on guitar. Um, so they did a couple shows like that when I was home, we'd play or write or record or whatever. And then we recorded an album this summer and we have one more show booked. And I really honestly don't know where it'll go from there um, because Victoria goes to school in Nashville. She just moved in. And in the spring, Tyler will also be going to Berkeley College of Music in Boston. Okay, so yeah, you're all scattered, but you're doing right. creative things. and Right, exactly. It's a good time to grow and expand and for sure blossom and into adulthood. Exactly. And we we definitely have just recently become aware of 
what we have become kind of within our local community of music because when we were starting off like chances are high like that was it like you want oh, to yeah. play with chances are high like that was a great opportunity they were really helpful they helped all the younger bands like get into the scene and like just recently we talked to jill who owns a keynote and she was like people ask to play with you guys all the time and that was like mind-boggling to me <laughs> okay. that we had become that but i definitely think we're aware of the fact that we don't want to linger like we'll play shows if we can but i just think we're at a place where we realize like we don't want to beat a dead horse or like keep doing it just for the sake of doing it yeah and this last album that we've written together is great and by far my favorite thing we've ever written so i'm interested to see what we do with it but at this point it's very much like we don't really we haven't talked about it much we're just kind of aware that like you know yeah things are happening things are changing and we're just gonna take it as it comes but no doubt so ohio yes you said journalism? Yes, I study journalism. Where the where the hell did that come from? Um <laughs> to be honest. Well I Gilmore I'll, Girls. <laughs> okay. Right. Yes. Awesome. So you're st- a little Rory Gilmore. Yes, I am a little Rory <laughs> Gilmore. Cause see, I watched I watched Gilmore Girls before I had seen Almost Famous. So I was like, wow, I really like what Rory does. That's cool. And then I watched Almost Famous and I was like, oh my goodness, this is I can I can literally make a living out of this. Um, but Rory Gilmore was so cool to me. She was so independent. Oh, yeah. And, like, I don't know. I just thought it was really cool. And I always liked writing. English was my strong suit. Whoa. So math and science were just, like, totally over my head. And I just, like, I loved writing. I would write in my spare time. I would just, like, write mock album reviews, like, just to, like, organize my thoughts. Okay. So I always enjoyed that. And I really enjoy, like fundamentally what journalism is i think when used properly and correctly as it's not really used now um like that whole idea of a fourth estate being like this important facet of culture where you are in charge of making sure the public is educated and that you're like policing people in power like making people aware of what's going on and i think that's just such a noble and cool thing and it exists in some extent today but much less so than obviously like in the era of like watergate like that was huge sure that was a huge journalistic endeavor and like it doesn't happen as often but well i mean itself is cool everything pre-internet i think oh yeah Yeah, it's so i mean the internet's made everything way harder for anybody that wants to do something creative right no matter what it is exactly everybody's fully aware that there's you know a hundred thousand other people trying right. to do the same exact thing as them exactly i mean back then i'm sure there was just as many people mm-hmm. you were just more in a bubble right so you had like uh you didn't have that the weight of the world wasn't as heavy exactly <laughs> exactly exactly um, going back to gilmore girls though mm-hmm. it's funny that you would uh relate to rory and not what was her name was lynn the Asian girl Lynn. that drummed? See, that, I feel like they all kind of, they all had a little spot in my heart because okay. I loved Lynn. The funny thing about Lynn was, like, I love that she played drums because I was like, hey, I do that too. Um, but but didn't I didn't have, have like, that the, relationship with my parents. Yeah, you didn't have like, the oppressive mother. Right, you right. didn't have to hide, like, CDs under your floorboards yeah. and shit. Exactly, exactly. So I always, like, loved Lynn, but I, I never identified with her storyline. But her storyline always was so funny to yeah. me. Absolutely hilarious. And even, like, when she gets married, she just has, like, the worst luck. Uh, <laughs> like, she's just so funny and, like, 
all of her plot lines, she's never like a character who lets negativity control her. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. There were a lot of really great, strong, in different ways, female characters on that show. I realize it really did shape me as a young adult, like not even a young adult, as a teen, early teen, because I was like, oh, hey, look at this. This is like, yeah, this is mostly about women. Yeah, it's a really good show, though. Oh, it is. So funny. I really, really enjoy Gilmore Girls. Yes, I'm glad you can admit that. Guys, a lot of my guy friends act like they don't like that show, but I don't know how you couldn't like that show. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I mean, yeah, all of the core characters of the show are female, but right. it's just a show about life. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And it's funny. It's fast humor, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can watch an episode a hundred times and still find they something you miss. really, really good references to things. Mm-hmm. And it's good. It's pop culture overload. Oh, yeah, for sure. So <laughs> I can definitely see it, like, going over somebody's head. For sure. It's been a while since I've watched Gilmore Girls, and... I don't want to get into this conversation because mm-hmm. I can't remember the names. I'm trying to remember. What were, like, the two main boyfriends that Rory had? There was Jess. Jess. And there was Dean. Yeah, Jess and Dean. Yeah. Jess was my boy. Okay, I was He gonna... was troubled, but he became an author, and he was established, and he was, like, cool. Dean was always kind of, like, a dumb meathead to me. Yeah, So yeah. I appreciated Jess more. Made Rory loosen up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Got arrested on the boat? Oh, yeah. Well, no, that was, that was, um... <laughs> or, oh, no, 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 that was... Uh, that's a... her college boyfriend. Yeah, who's the... Co- yeah, not Jess. Oh, my uh... goodness, I forget his name. Oh, yeah, yeah, Jess, Je- okay, so there was three. There yeah, because Jess was the... Okay, now it's coming back to me. Because he was Luke's nephew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was how he came yeah. in. Yeah. I don't know why I can't... Logan. <gasps> Logan! Logan was her college that's... boyfriend. okay. Yeah. Logan... Okay, I... yeah, so were you yeah. Logan, Jess, or Dean? Still Jess? Still Jess. Okay. Logan was, like... I don't know. Logan always kind of annoyed me. But, like, one of the coolest episodes is that Secret Society episode where she's writing a story about them and she goes and, like, they jump off that platform with the umbrellas. Like, I 100% will get a Gilmore Girls tattoo that says Inomnia Paratus on there, which is, like, their (laughs) mantra. Just because it's, like, something that always stuck with me. But, yeah, that was a great show. Okay, so journalism yourself. Mm -hmm. I know, I don't know how much you updated, but you do have a blog. I, Which I have seen, right? And I have read, but I don't. I haven't looked in a while, right? I don't know if you're updating it. No, my okay. <laughs> I'm so I'm so well. Uh, there's several blogs that I have attempted, run some successful, some not. I really wanted to get this sad as rad blog off the ground. Okay, I think what I is called that? it like Mope is dope. It's like meganfair.tumblr.com. I have not updated it since finals week, um, but. I just didn't have enough material. It was, like, too niche. I cornered myself too much. But through the fashion magazine on campus, I did have a blog um, that I loved writing for because it was, like, the perfect mix because I really appreciate fashion and the kind of artistic aesthetic that comes with being an artist and a musician. And so I Yeah, I think the one that I read had to do with, like, style and different musicians. that was my... I was a blogger that semester. They pick a like a handful, five people every semester to blog. Okay. Um, and so I so haven't really kept that up with That was something it. tied with school. Yeah, that okay. was tied with an extracurricular at school. Um, and I write all the time for acrn.com, which is the radio station at school, Okay. Um, which I'm also the general manager of. Mm. So um, I do a ton of writing for that, and that was, like, my passion when I got to school. I met up with these people, uh... And they, like, quickly became my best friends. Like, I had emailed the general manager who 
graduated this past year, like, the day after I graduated from high school, and I was like, here are my credentials, I would like to get involved, like, what can I do? He was like, uh, wow, you're emailing me really early, but let me know when you get on campus. Um, but within, like, six weeks, I was a staff writer, I'd written, like, over a dozen clips, and I was just, like, so hungry to write. What are you writing stuff about, just whatever? Um, we do, like, I've done a ton of, uh, reviews, album reviews, uh, show reviews, um, we do previews of shows that are going to be in Athens where we interview the bands. I've done interviews. I've done feature stories. I did a really cool feature about, um, uh, he actually lives in Pittsburgh. Uh, Joe Battiglia, I think is how you say his last name, but he scored a movie and he's okay. like working on scoring other stuff. Uh, but I talked about like, I did a feature on music and film. So and all of this stuff is like, Around music and yes. creative things. Yes, very much so. Not like the, why did the school lunch go bad? <laughs> right, <like> right, <laughs> right. Not my favorite thing. For Although, for my spring semester class, it's like your first journal- journalism class where you actually do writing. You have to cover a specific beat. And I covered the LGBT community on campus, and I loved that. Um, they, I did like a big, my final project, uh, it didn't get published anywhere cause I didn't shop it out, which I probably should have, but, uh, I did a big, long thousand plus word feature on the name change policy and how they were updating it to make it more accommodating to students who were transition transitioning. And it was just like super cool to talk to people and hear their stories and get a very not heard voice heard on campus. Um. We have, like, a weird childish rivalry with the campus newspaper, um, uh, The Post, <laughs> we... ACRN. Okay. Uh, and I don't even know where it started, to be honest, because I'm only a sophomore, but uh, I don't really feel it as much. They do copy us sometimes, which is, like, incredibly uncomfortable. Like, they'll do exactly what we just did, uh. or almost, like... They did a video after we had released, uh, the, and we did, like, a series called ACRN Presents, and we did one about the Ridges, a band from, uh, Ohio University that played South by Southwest, um, and so we had made this video for them, and they made a video where it was, like, the post, you know, like, a post showcase, but they used the same font as we did in our opening, and we were, like, really? Like, really? Really? But... Honestly, it's, like, not that big of a deal. But I don't enjoy writing in that kind of community because they do have, like, a very competitive vibe. Um, And they're, like, very, like, big. They try to present themselves as, like, very important. And, I mean, our newspaper has a history of our editors going on to do, like, a ton of crazy stuff. Like, Wesley Lowry was the post editor. He graduated two years ago and I just saw him on MSNBC he's like one of the four front journalists in this Ferguson thing like he was in Mm. Ferguson before most other journalists and he writes for the Washington Post so it's really cool but like it's just not an environment I enjoy I like being friends with my co-workers and also like meeting people from other publications and talking to them and not treating them like what they do is not valid if we go back to Gilmore Girls (laughs) if you learned anything from Rory's internship with Logan's mm-hmm. dad. Right. This is some cutthroat shit. It is. It and really you, is. You gotta... Yeah. You need to have some sort of a... Yeah. Attack. Right. Right. My attack is a little too mean, I think. I try not to get involved because... Okay. If I do, I'll be, like, too mean. 
I can't, I have no line. Like, I'm either really happy that I'm working with you, or I feel like you are a direct threat to me, and, like, I have to crush you. But I won't do it in a way, <laughs> but I, I never do it in a way that's, like, I'm, I'm at you, I'm, like, attacking you as a person. I just work so ridiculously hard that, like, no one can compete, which is terrible, because, like, that's not, I shouldn't do it in that sense. Rather, like, I shouldn't feel like, I have to kill myself to be, like, the best at what I'm doing just because, like, I feel like someone is devaluing my work, but I do. Like, it really bothers me when people tell me, like, I don't do a good job or, like, they did a better job. I'm like, no, you didn't. Uh, and let me show you why you didn't. Like, sure. here's this other story I wrote. Eat it's, it. I think it's, like, this thing with people that are passionate and creative. You know, you can have a million people be like, that was awesome, and you're like, that's great. And then one person's like... Yeah, I don't know. And you're like, what? <laughs> yeah. What do you mean you don't know? What do you not know? Do you want me to make some notes? Maybe explain some things to you? Uh, clearly, this just went over your head. But yeah, it's rough. It seems like you're making a lot of connections and doing a lot of things, though. Yes. So that's good. It seems like you're networking. For sure. Which is awesome. I am horrible at networking. <laughs> See, that I've, shocks me. I I'm getting better at it. In the past couple years. Okay, good. But I wish I would have been where I'm at now, like, five years ago. Right. But whatever. I don't think I'm yeah. dying anytime soon. No. So. Yeah. Eh, whatever. For sure. Getting I, better at I it. I think networking is a weird thing because it's just, like, a blurry area between just, like, mingling and mingling with a purpose. Really, okay. If that yeah, makes never, any sense. Yeah, totally. Um, Because I don't even often realize I'm networking until... I've made a connection or I've gotten a contact and I'm like, wow, this will really help me in the future. Um, and sometimes networking, like, I think you probably experience this too with creative friends and people that are very active. You network with people who are your friends and your acquaintances. Sure. And it's weird because it doesn't feel like a business transaction then. Yeah. It's all, all about like the people you decide to surround yourself with. You know? Right. Do you want to hang out with the other journalist nerds mm -hmm. on the Friday or do you want to hang out with the weird kids? That are, right. Like, hey, it's the weekend. Yeah. Let's not worry about work. Right. You know? Right. So you don't think that you don't go for the weekend. You're just work, work, work. Or uh, do you ever, do you have some downtime? I, do you, I occasionally. Do you let loose? I occasionally have downtime. See, what I've done, what I did last semester, and it will be different, hopefully, this semester. I only have five classes. The past two semesters, I've had six. And on top of that, in the spring, I was elected general manager in February, and then I was working basically full-time at Chipotle. Mm. I was getting, like, 30 hours a week on top of this 18-credit-hour load. Um, and I, like, still had time to socialize, but, like, I didn't enjoy it at all because I was just... Like, oh, my I God. I gotta get up I in the morning so and I gotta do this, yeah. Do. Exactly. But there were times, like, I do have fun and I have friends and, like, we hang out. I just feel like our hanging out is always super productive in some weird way. Like, okay. we'll just be hanging out, like, shooting the shit, but then, like, we'll get an idea for a feature. Yeah, we'll because be like, you're, wow, like, that's really hanging cool. out with the right people. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. I definitely, I go to a school that's, like, a party school, and that's just, like, something I have not partaken in at all. Sure. Because it doesn't feel productive. It often feels very dangerous and uncomfortable. <laughs> um, and so I just very much so, like, I stick to my group. We're really productive. We have fun. It's not like we're, like, edge to death, hiding, yeah. like, all we do is watch Netflix in our pajamas, but that's fun, too. But sometimes we do do that, but it's more so 
it just comes from a place of like it's hard to watch other people do that with their time and like they're paying tons of money to go to school and not even just weekends like it bleeds into the week oh yeah kids are just like trashed all the time and skip class and just like your parents or you are paying most likely their parents a ton of money and my i'm very lucky my parents pay for my schooling but i'm very aware of that and so i don't mess around because you're gonna respect the decision you know exactly like i want i don't want to also i don't i'm sure that you know college offers other things that people go there for exactly and if you're gonna seriously go to school to do journalism mm-hmm. like you can't fuck around like no. you need to be on it or yes. else nobody's gonna take you seriously absolutely like if you're just gonna go for fucking business or right psychology or want, whatever bullshit know, yeah because yeah, you're probably they're not gonna get a job anyways most likely it doesn't <laughs> Retail. Matter. yeah they're all gonna be general managers at uh route 21 right and- right yeah it's definitely i would 100 percent agree with that it's a profession where your resume does not it doesn't matter if you had a 4.0 i would venture to say if you have not done at least three noteworthy things within the broadcasting journalism community at your school you're never going to get a job and internships too like you have to have at least two internships to even be taken seriously by any employer and even down the works few and far between and hard to get but if you worked really hard you increase your chances i mean it's hard because again with the internet there's so many more options in places for you to have internships which Mm -hmm. makes the internship seem not as important right i would totally totally agree with that so it's like you have to like i guess choose your paths wisely and make sure that like if you are doing something and you're working with people it's gonna like matter right it's not just like exactly because any asshole can have a website you know right i have a website look at me (laughs) you know but if i had you intern for my website right nothing against me but realistically that wouldn't get you anywhere and that would be a waste of your time right so for sure and i definitely like this summer i did an internship um, and I did an internship with Alter TV. Okay. Um, and it wasn't directly related to my major in the sense that, like, I'm a journalism news and information major. Um, there are two tracks. And the other is strategic communication, which is, like, your PR. And it was more so on the end of, like, PR and marketing. But it's also a profession where if I come out of school and I said I did three print internships, but I also did this very much online kind of grassroots PR marketing, like very small, intimate company doing a lot of work. I know how to do PR. Sure. That's something that'll help you. Oh get totally. A job. You have to wear a lot of hats. Oh yes. Nowadays. <laughs> Many hats. You need to you can't just be one thing. Like you can't just listen to one kind of music. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to hang out with that person <laughs> exactly. and nobody wants to hire exactly. the person that's only good at one thing. Right. Um how often do you sleep? Never. Very rarely. Um I have a disgustingly messed up sleep schedule. Okay. I sleep actually way better at school because I have such a routine and I have morning classes and mind you like sleeping good for me is that I'm often in bed at one. Okay. I'm at least in bed by one okay. quite often. <laughs> like I, if, I just, if I just like lay around and do nothing that counts, right? Right. That's pretty much <laughs> sleeping. In high school, I really messed up my sleep schedule. Like my whole, I would venture to say my REM cycle like maybe lasts three hours so like i can get three hours of sleep and tank through a full day and be totally fine um which works for me but i probably will die so young because i (laughs) i just am burning it at both ends but i'd rather do it that way because i really 
I don't have time for sleep. I'm too busy doing stuff. Yeah, I, I like. do like four or five hours of sleep if I'm lucky. Right. It, I I always uh. I was actually just talking about this with Justin yesterday mm-hmm. too, or if like I think I was talking about this with him. I talk with a lot of people. I forget. <laughs> I think it was him. Right. It doesn't matter. Uh, if there is an option to be awake for six days straight and yeah. then sleep one day, twenty four hours. That would be great, actually. Right? I think that would be very productive. Right. Because you would at least, you could feel good sleeping for a day because you just had six days of productive work. Yeah. Or if I could just not sleep at all. Right. That would be optimal. <laughs> right. But if, Unfortunately, if, if I was given that option. Right. I would do that. But the body has not adapted like, to that. Gi- oh, yeah. Yet. Given like a natural option. Right. You know? Right. I think there are probably things that I could put in my body. Oh, yeah. But With- I won't even know what I'm doing. I'll just right. be doing stuff. <laughs> exactly. It just becomes like a blur. <laughs> and then when I wake up from the aftermath, I'm like, oh, okay, I guess this is what happened. <laughs> right. Uh, did I make a list while I was in this state? Because I have no idea what I just did for the past totally three days. Okay, well, I guess this is a dumb question, but I guess you're not going to be doing any, like, music stuff while you're in school. Well. Or are you? <laughs> I... <laughs> Among my many hats, I hope to, I do hope to start some stuff uh, in the fall, um, music-wise. Uh, group asked me to play drums with them, but I, like, really haven't heard from them, so I'm not sure. It would be, like, more so not me writing music, but just, like, being involved. And, like, playing shows. Exactly. And, as I'm assuming that's, like, a an outlet you would still like to For have. For sure, absolutely. But my dream, and we've talked about it, and it, like, might come to fruition, my dream is to start a power violence band okay and to be the vocalist of this power violence band um and i have a couple friends who are into it and we want to get started but some of them are just like new to playing instruments and learning to play instruments which is totally cool with me but i'm like ready to hit the ground running like i know i would support i already support yeah. it like we, we've made so many jokes about it already um because there's going to be other girl members as well but i really want to be called posy because it's like a very unsuspecting kind of like nice sounding name and I'll, all the songs I've written are, like, very aggressive and sure. very angry and kind of politically charged, like, from a feminist standpoint. And at the beginning of every set, I'm going to say, hi, we're Posey, kill your rapists. And, like, that's it. I'm never going to say anything else during a set. Oh, we're going to play for seven minutes and then be done. <laughs> like, that's it. We're going to play, like, ten songs in seven minutes and then we're going to leave. And hopefully people are into it. Maybe I'll hit someone with a microphone. That would be cool. Yeah. But I don't know. It's just something so different from everything I've done before that I would no, love to have No, I mean, you've only done the shirt versus skin stuff. Yes, but exactly. But you like other stuff. Right. You want something that's a little bit more, ah! <laughs> Exactly. And not so like, yeah. Yeah. Like, I love pop punk and I will, I will, as stupid as it dumb phrases i will defend pop punk forever because i think there's so (laughs) there's so much merit in it like a lot of artists are way more than just pizza and friends and like yeah that's part of it and it's part of the cliche but i do love it but i want to do something creatively that pushes me beyond that point where i can really like delve into stuff that i believe in and i'm into and don't really get a chance to exercise yeah and you can uh exercise it in a way that you really feel inside exactly exactly it's like okay like you could write this for an example a pop punk song right is about some of those same things right and it could be like really uplifting maybe to like a victim or someone that feels threatened by Mm -hmm. these things right but you're not gonna like really like if you really want to write something that's like towards the uh 
the oppressor or like exactly. the, the attacker. Exactly. Then like you can't write a, you can't do that with a pop punk song. No, you, you, you can't. You, you can't express it properly. Yeah, you really can't. And there's no there's no better way I think to express the feelings of a victim or someone who's been through that than like through that kind of music because like that rage is real and I went to this it was awesome our school does a great job of putting on take back the night every year and um part of this take back the night is they have a name burning ceremony and so a group of people get together and they have like a little like just a small fire and they give you paper and like you write down like the name of like your attacker or someone who has assaulted a friend and you put it in the fire and it's like a very cathartic thing okay and some of the girls who went up like you're allowed to say something if you want to you don't have to but some of the girls would go up and they'd say these just like really fiery charged things that like you felt empowered because you were like you're pissed and i'm pissed too and like (laughs) this feels awesome watching this person's name burn in front of you like it's a really it's a really powerful thing letting your rage be a part of yourself because I feel like we just are such a everyone's so obsessed with being chill and staying oh, yeah. calm that like rage is so underrated like sometimes <clears throat> you just gotta be mad totally that was I don't I don't like to say it was because while we haven't done anything in a while it is still a thing with mm-hmm. old fears yeah uh it was just a really selfish release for us to just get like all of this stuff that was like really like that pissed us off right out on the plate and like it was really unfortunate because i think that there's like a lot of the stuff that we wrote about like nobody has any ideas that like you know like we're writing songs about like racism and abusive parents right, right. and things like that and it's just like to people that are there it's just like oh these guys are just like thrashing around and causing a ruckus and it's right. just like no these are like real well maybe not for everyone in the band but for me and some others like these are like real feelings that we're letting out Mm -hmm. and it's it's great you know it's like i like it's kind of like that thing where like you wake up after being like awake for a week yeah that's what it feels like after a 15 minute old fear set right it's like after we're done like 20 minutes like i don't remember what happened just get like so out of body it's all adrenaline it's all adrenaline it's awesome yes Uh, and it needs to It'll be back one right. day. Everybody's doing other things, you know? Right. Everyone's busy because you have so many creative, busy <laughs> friends. Yeah. 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 But it's definitely, I think that's part of when you have projects with your friends and you're all really busy, productive people. Yeah, Sometimes yeah. it's hard to focus on that Yeah, stuff. everybody's, it's like, that's the thing. I can't even be, I'm happy that I can't be mad right. at anyone, you know? Yeah. It's like Matt's building a studio. Mm-hmm. Brandon's in another band with Josh, and Kevin is doing an internship in Harrisburg. Right. So it's like, fuck. It's not like anybody's just like, oh, well, you know, like my girlfriend is working <laughs> in the band, yeah. so like I'm just None gonna of that like lame stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and anytime I see anybody, it's like you get an update on everything they've been doing, and exactly. everybody's been doing stuff. So right. It's okay. You can't the the. screaming in microphones is fun but you can't do it forever right you know yeah like or all the time we don't need to do it 24 7 exactly and then when it comes around it's even more special because people don't have it at their disposal all the time yeah which is cool so okay you have a lot going on is there okay if is there anything that you're not doing or you haven't done that you've always been maybe interested in Hmm. 
like a million and one things. Okay. If I could do everything on the planet, I wish I had a time turner like Hermione has. Sure. Because I am Hermione. Like, I would like to be in multiple places at once. One thing I am trying to do when I get to school is I really need to be in better shape and just, like, take better care of my body. Okay. Because obviously I don't sleep a lot, and I'm busy all the time, and I'm eating on the run, and I just recently became a pescatarian. Okay. So I'm, like, trying to make my diet better. So, um, was this a transition from just, like, a full meat diet to, or were you doing vegetarian, then you started doing fish? No, I was eating meat. Okay. Um, and I was like, you know what? I don't feel good. I have some stomach problems and some dietary restrictions to begin with. And once I was realizing, like, wow, these things kind of make it worse. Maybe I should cut back. So it just got to a point where I was like, well, maybe I should just cut it from my diet entirely instead of, like, t- eating it from time to time and not feeling great. How long ago did you, did you start this? Um... Just at the end of July, beginning okay. of August. So this it's is a new. newer thing. Okay. Um, and I feel great, but I've lost like six pounds. Oh, yeah. You're going to lose a ton of weight. Yeah. I And you'll feel awesome. Mm-hmm. Do you drink soda? I do, but I'm trying to... Once I get back to school, I won't have the temptation sure. of like a fully stocked fridge of soda. And like okay. when you got to eat, you're broke, so you get water. So yeah. I drink pretty much nothing but water. It's okay, cool. yeah. I... Um, it's... I'm... I don't like to use the term pescatarian just because I feel like it sounds a little bit too, like... It sounds so, like, pretentious, but then I always feel, like, I always get hit by the vegan and vegetarian police when they're like, so you don't eat meat? And I'm like, well, I eat fish. Oh, so you're a pescatarian? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I am. (laughs) Yeah, I just like to say I eat what I eat, but I've been doing the pescatarian thing for about four years now, Mm -hmm. uh, and it's it's good. I was vegetarian for about half a year, maybe. Mm -hmm. And I was just, I just couldn't like balance it out right. Mm-hmm. I could probably do it better now because in the past four years I've learned how to like cook and f- right. I've, th- it's forced me to discover and try new types of foods that I wouldn't have tried before because I was just totally like cheeseburger, chicken tenders, French fries right, kind right. of guy, you know, right. like that's just where I was at. Mm-hmm. But um, I uh, was like just had a really bad diet mm-hmm. when I became a vegetarian and like I was getting all dizzy and stuff mm-hmm. and it was fucked up. So I started taking vitamins. Right. And then I was like, well, there was like no moral reasons really that I right. stopped doing it. I just kind of wanted to see what would happen. Yeah. To like me physically. Yeah. So I was like, eh, whatever. I'll like still eat fish, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't even like seafood that much. Right. I just eat like huge fish sandwiches every now yeah. and then. Or if I'm in a Japanese place, I get like scallops. Right. You know. So that's about where I'm at. Yeah. So my recommendations for you yes. would be to maybe take some vitamins. For sure. And yeah. Vitamins. You'll be good on the fish. Yeah. I I definitely can notice a, a better feeling. I really have to be careful about the weight loss because I'm barely a human being uh, okay, to yeah, begin yeah, with. Yeah, you're, you're... And so I like wasn't, I've never been over 100 pounds. And so really? once I lost those six pounds, I was like, well, my ribs are showing and I need to do something about it. So I had actually been like on the road when I started this diet. I was with red hands. I was yeah. helping them out. And so the meals aren't as often. And when you do eat, like... I wasn't, I didn't have access okay. to the kitchen. I couldn't so, cook like, for myself So like you started too. this diet and then you're on like a tour diet on top of that. Right, exactly. Okay. And so when I got back, it definitely got better, like having access to a kitchen and accommodating parents. But in addition to this healthy diet, I would really like to take up yoga. 
Okay. I get really good at yoga because I have a friend who's an instructor and I went to a class, one of her classes. It's not like P90X, like fake yoga, like cardio disguised as yoga, like real yoga. And I felt so good after this class, like better than I had ever felt after working out ever. Because I'm someone who's uh-huh. like, I'm never going to work out. You can't make me work yeah, out. Yeah, no, I'm in it's the same terrible. boat. My, my boss and uh, she keeps trying to talk me into doing yoga mm-hmm. she's super into yoga right yeah i recommend it it just it's for someone who doesn't stop it's pretty cool to just cleanse yourself and just focus on your motions and your breathing and it always seems so campy when i try to explain it to yeah people, it sounds but campy but uh... it feels good it just feels really good to do and so i'm trying to take up that and also biking Okay. When I get to school. Because I'm going to, I live further. I live in a further away dorm this okay. year. And so, like, a bike is kind so of So you're not necessity. on campus. You're in, like, a dorm that's off campus. Well, I'm on campus. I'm just in the crappiest real estate on campus. Okay. We have, like, a lottery system. And so I'm in this dorm called Martzolf House on South Green. And I would classify it as Dusty South. The furthest <laughs> dorms are Dirty South. Okay. Because of their location and also the level of dust in those buildings. Oh, sure. I mean, the university was founded in 1804, so a lot of these buildings are really old. And haven't been cleaned since 1804? Pretty much. You might think, actually. (laughs) No, but they're just super dusty and old, and they're, like, all gorgeous and brick, but I On the inside, it's dusty. Yes, yes. You (laughs) notice it. You have to, like, make a conscious effort to clean. Sometimes people are like, wow, no wonder I'm sneezing so much. But I definitely am taking a bike this year because it's just going to be convenient to get places quicker. It's a little bit longer of a walk to most of my classes and to visit my friends because we're like one of two room, like I think maybe two of our friends other than me and my roommate live on South. And my okay. roommate is currently trying to not live on South. Okay. Um, like regardless of know, whether I'm so there or not. You're in a, you don't have like a random roommate situation? No, I went to high school with my roommate. Um, she and I were acquaintances. We weren't like best friends. So it worked out really nicely. Uh, and we have a good relationship in the sense that like we live together and like we never fought at all. Um, but we're also not so attached to each other and don't have other friends that like I'm offended that she wants to find a better place to live because like most of our friends live on east and her boyfriend lives closer to east green so like I totally understand why she wants out and like it doesn't bother me at all because like I would you're probably not gonna be there super often right I'm barely in my room to begin with and on top of that like I don't know I just don't I don't mind and it's weird because when you live with someone, it's, like, hard not to get annoyed with them sometimes. But I never was at a point where I was like, I have to get out of the situation. And I'm pretty easygoing, so I really think I could live with most people because I just, like, I'm not around much. If I am there, I'm probably sleeping or, like, I have my earbuds in yeah. or I'm busy doing yeah, something. Yeah, you have your own shit to worry about. Yeah, and it was nice to have a roommate who was a journalism major who understood, like, if you were conducting an, if you were conducting an interview, like, shut up. Don't okay. move, don't breathe, maybe not be there. Like, we both were very aware of that and never had any issues with that. But junior year, I'll live actually off campus in a house with three other girls. Um, oh, geez. So, it should be fun. Okay. These are, like, girls much like myself. Okay. Um, 
that I all, I've met all of them at school. Um, one of them's vegan, which will be super helpful for me because I'll have someone else who's got a more restricted diet and they're all creative in different ways and different facets, but creative. So it'll be nice to live in a house with people You'll who are You'll find that the, uh, the diet isn't as restrictive as you think. I don't know how, uh, how broad your culinary tastes are at the moment yeah I feel like what's like your what's your like favorite stance. food well see one of the reasons I could not give up fish was because I do love sushi like my okay. parents and I have tried to we've made sushi before and it never turns out as good as regular sushi and I definitely am someone that eats fairly exotic um my my difficulty is in uh, finding things that I can afford to make on a college budget <laughs> okay. um, that will sustain me. Like, uh, I'm sure when I've been home, like, if I'm making meals, I'm eating a lot of beans just because, like, they're convenient and cheap and easy to make. And at school, it's really easy because, you know, there's, like, a ton of vegetarian and vegan-friendly places. Like, Obedi's is a hot dog place, and they have the best veggie dogs I've ever had. You uh -huh. can make almost all of their hot dogs vegan. It's, like, crazy how cool it is. Um, but I, I live in a household of people that eat meat, and sometimes it's a challenge because they're accommodating, but it's frustrating for them to, like, have to make a meal, but, like, make the meat separate, and then they just yeah. have the meat themselves. So it'll be nice to live with people who don't, snack on meat or just like have that stuff around yeah just like beef jerky laying around. <laughs> right and like i used to be garbage like i used to eat beef jerky all the time <laughs> but like i don't know now it'll just be it's it's i've definitely noticed that it's harder and i'm sure it's much harder for my parents and my sister because they don't they don't want to be vegetarians or pescatarians they're fine they barely eat red meat anyways but yeah. like it just it'll be nice to live with someone who understands and shops the same as I do because I've like looked at labels now and realized that some of the stuff I was eating had like animal products in it that I didn't know about. Yeah. And uh, so you're going to go like that. Do you want to go that crazy? I'm with it? trying to be, um, except I can't give up eggs because I feel like that's just yeah. like protein I still that I eggs. absolutely need. I feel like eggs are not yeah, offensive yeah, at all. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like if all the chickens that were eggs were born, like chickens would rule the world probably <laughs> but i don't know i think it's i i definitely i don't know i'm not why gonna did you eggs, but why did you you started this diet just because you felt like you were eating like shit and you thought this would be better to like sort take of, better care of yourself sort of it's not, I, or do you have like like a moral thing with it or not kind you, like, of but not creeped really out by the way like meats process nowadays i mean the meat processing does freak me out a lot uh in terms of like hormones and stuff and i've just read so many studies about like what the added hormones and stuff they put in especially chicken like really over processed chicken does to bodies and especially women's bodies like it was really messed up a lot of stuff like they're noticing it's actually affecting your hormonal patterns and that stuff like not so much to me like I ate it before and I was never like crying over my chick-fil-a because I was like wow this is so sad that this was a living thing but I definitely also don't like the way things are made and processed and it's just like really unnatural yeah and i mean more than anything this diet was because i have the digestive system of a 90 year old woman and so i'm sick all the time okay. and like i make a tremendous amount of inappropriate poop jokes like to cope with it which all my friends hate <laughs> so much like nobody thinks it's funny but me but like if i'm not laughing i'm crying you know yeah so like 
this is just one thing that will help me feel better because I like it is the crappiest thing no pun intended when you go <laughs> to the gastroenterologist and you are younger than everyone else in the waiting room by at least 50 years sure and you're just like this is so depressing like i gotta do something to change this around except i'm the one thing i'm hoping this balances out a little bit but i'm not supposed to eat cheese and it's oh, really? so hard not to eat cheese it really is it's in everything especially when you become when you give up meat usually your only option at restaurants is like a grilled cheese if that's they don't not true have if you're still gonna if you're still gonna eat fish this you is can get true. a fish sandwich. This is true. If you're I, into tuna, you can get a tuna melt. Right. There's cheese on that. Right. But those, I do enjoy those. But it's different than I've like macaroni some, like, and cheese. Yeah, exactly. I've been at some like weird small restaurants like over the past like two weeks where they're just, they have really tiny menus. Yeah, that happens to me Yeah, sometimes. and you're it's just like, like, oh. It's like, it's the breaded zucchini. Right. You're like. Or, or the french fries or the oh, I guess I'm cheese. just going to yeah. get this now. But I, I mean, I'm trying to balance it all out because... It just feels terrible to feel sick all the time. Like, I didn't even know I felt sick all, all the time until... You didn't. Until I didn't. Until sure. I was on a regiment where I wasn't eating cheese, and I wasn't having soda, and I was, like... Soda's being the really big accommodating. one. Oh, yeah. Soda, I even noticed it. Like, I'm addicted to cheer wine. Okay. It's, like, my weakness. But most other sodas, I, I really try not to drink because I don't feel good. I can only even drink a half a can of soda before I'm, like, wow, I feel like garbage. I don't want to eat. I don't want to have any more of this. Yeah. And I'm not into this. Soda is bad. I really, I stopped drinking most soda back in high school. Mm -hmm. I still drink Sprite every once in a while. Yeah. Like, we had a party at work. And they bought a bunch of Sprite and nobody drank it. So now every day I'm like getting a can of Sprite and like drinking it and like, fuck. <laughs> this isn't but at least, what I want. I mean, it's, it's not that bad. Right, right. And I, I went through a phase actually, thanks to Jasmine, mm -hmm. when uh, I started drinking Dr. Pepper again okay. for like a week. Yes. That stuff's good. It is good. But it was like making me feel really sick. Yeah. Yeah. So I stopped. Yeah, it's And then tough. orange soda every once in a while. Mm -hmm. Okay, so maybe, I mean... It's not often. Right, right. I feel like a, uh, like someone that like used to do a lot of drugs, and now they're yeah. talking about it. Like I'm gonna yeah. like relapse. Yeah. Like after you leave, I'm gonna sneak down to get go, and no one's looking, and like take all the sun kissed and Dr yeah. Pepper. You're like, I need this. They'll find me passed out behind the dumpster with empty soda bottles like all a, over me. Like four Dr. Peppers. <laughs> yeah. totally They're like, what was this dude doing? Like, what did he have Couldn't in help myself, man. Man, it feels that way, though. I Like, people do get addicted to soda. I mean, my mom is kind of addicted, like, low-key addicted to soda. She really loves it. And not because of the caffeine. She just, like, likes the carbonation. Which, like, I totally understand. It's easy to get. You ever get, get into, uh, like, soda water? Like, San Pellegrino? Yeah, see, she stuff? doesn't like that because, like, it's kind of gross if you're not into that taste like if you just want the carbonation it's fine but like the first time i had that stuff in french class i was like this is kind of weird oh yeah like i'll drink it but it's kind of weird the french thing yes you did french thing in school we 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 say i loved french a lot okay um, so do you you pretty good at that stuff a little bit i am better much, than i'm much better at reading i can read french no problem and I can have decently conversational French with someone who's speaking not at full speed. 
Okay. But I, <laughs> I definitely, I was never great at writing French, which I always felt terrible about. Um, but I love to read in French. Uh, actually, this summer for my birthday, my boyfriend got me a first edition copy of Le Petit Prince, which is a book that I had read in school for my honors French four class. And it's like a classic children's book that's been translated into pretty much every single language. And it's just this amazingly deep book it's way no child that reads it understands how important this book is but it's gorgeous and it's the french is perfect the english version is just not as pretty it, it doesn't, doesn't have that power well. it yeah, doesn't sure. exactly and so he bought me this first edition copy and i read it the summer twice um because like my bus comes in real early to the city and I can't go to my internship until like 10. So I would just sit outside and I would read it. And I loved it. It just felt so much prettier than reading anything else. And it was just like, I loved it and I devoured it. But cool. I was like trying to read it out loud to him and it was like fine. But I was like, he had no idea. But there were certain words that I would stumble over and I'd be so mad that I didn't have. Does like, he know French that, or was he no, you're not just at like all. just sounding really yeah, intelligent? I just sounded super, super <laughs> cool and intelligent. <laughs> He was like, wow, that's really great because I'd like translate it for him. But, oh, man, it's it's something I wish that I was better at or had someone to practice with. Because yeah. I only have one other friend that speaks fluent French and he goes to Pitt. So it's very rare that we had the opportunity to converse together. Totally. Yeah. Well, there's like, what, you could like get like a like a, a French Skype friend or something. Yeah, there's, uh, I forget what it's called. My French teacher had us use something like that. Where, like, it was just, like, a network of people that spoke French, and you would put your ability level, and you could hook up with other people, and, like, you would sometimes be helping people learn English, and yeah. they would be teaching you French or helping you with French, so that was pretty cool. Um, and I would like to talk to more people, but I'm not taking it in my classes anymore, just because I don't have room for it. Sure. And I found out way later that, like, my French credits were already taken care of when I came in, and so I had taken one. Um, kind of unnecessarily. Yeah. I mean, it counted towards something, but I'm taking a class this semester that also would have counted towards it. So it was like, I was glad I had it, but at the same time, it was like, well, it was kind of a waste of a waste of my time because I'm not going to go any further with it. And yeah. I couldn't fit it in my schedule this past semester. And believe me, I tried. <laughs> I went back <laughs> and forth from the Scripps office to the building with the languages like back and forth between the two colleges and I just couldn't move my schedule around and it worked out better because then I would have had 21 credited hours so was maybe there, that was a sign was there anything like at the start of this because I'm assuming your high school did you start French in high school or middle school middle school what what other languages did your school offer uh in middle school you could pick between French or Spanish. Okay, so... When you got to high school, you could pick between French, Spanish, German, Japanese, or Latin. Wow, that's pretty varied. Which was pretty cool. Unfortunately, they're cutting the Japanese program. Yeah, I was surprised that... Um, even... It's fairly popular. I mean, kids are really devoted to it. The Japanese club, like, does more than most other language clubs. Um... I'm always surprised Latin's a thing. I mean, if yeah. anything, like, Mandarin's more important to have right now, but our school does not care about language at all, which is terribly so there, depressing. Uh, anything that drew you into French, or was it just like, well, I don't want Spanish, I was, and then you just stuck with it? I was terrible at Spanish, and I don't like failure. So I was like, well, I'm pretty good at French. And then I watched Madeline a lot <laughs> when I was little, so I was like, oh, well, you know, 
I'm gonna just stick with this and then I kind of fell in love with it just because it's such an interesting it's a beautiful language and their culture and art is really I interesting was just gonna, and I was gonna ask you if you were into like the culture yeah I mean it's their their way of living is so much more sustainable than an American way of living they eat small portions they their fridges are mini fridges because they're they buy ingredients for dinner fresh every day at the market um, they wear their clothing a bunch before they wash it. Like here, I have so many friends who like wear something once and then wash it. And I'm like, why? Like, yeah, it doesn't smell. You could probably wear that at least five more times before you waste the whole yeah. washing machine for like five articles of clothing. But yeah, they, uh, the way they like tax their, the government taxes its people. It's like based on, um, like behavior control, which seems kind of crazy and bad, but at the same time, like it's really good. They're really environmentally friendly because like gas is super expensive. So that encourages people to take public transit. And so people use public transit instead of having personal cars, which reduces gas emissions. Like it's kind of cool the way they do that. And sugary drinks, super expensive because they don't want people to buy soda because it's so bad for you. And yeah. It's just a very different, it's a different society and, like, people don't mind, like, that they're being controlled because, like, at least they're being controlled in, like, a proper good direction. Yeah. Like, they could be like, yeah, well, I want to drink soda, but then, like, your healthcare taxes are going to go up a bunch because everyone's going to be sick because (laughs) no one is healthy. So, I mean, and that's a big part of why they tax the way they do and, eat the way they do is because they have universal health care. And so if everybody's healthy, it's a relatively inexpensive tax to, you know, have everyone have health care. Yeah. But if everyone ate like the people in America, the premium would probably be <laughs> pretty high. Absolutely. Have you been? Do you want to go? <gasps> I wish. The trip, they go every other year. And in high school, it fell during my junior year. And that was just like, that was the year that... um I had gone to New York twice that year for other school groups. And so it was unfortunate that I couldn't miss any more school. Usually they went in the summer, but the school district like pulled the rug out from under the program about it and was like, well, no, actually you have to do it in this time. And so they did it during the school year. So I didn't get to go. But my friend Max and I like are kind of trying to figure out if we can backpack in Europe next, Is that your friend that knows French? No. No, that's another person. No, that's another friend of okay. mine. He just went, Max, my friend uh, who wants to backpack with me, just went to Italy. So he was like, I'd love to come back and go to the other countries. My friend Duran, Ryan Duran, goes to Pitt. And he doesn't just know French. He knows a bazillion languages. Okay. And he taught, well, he's just a maniac. Like, this kid learned French by skipping, like, he didn't go to study hall or starting our junior year on days three and six he would go and sit in on an honors french three class take tests with them do the homework with them no grade or anything just like learning and then the following year they wrote him into the honors french four class and they were going to put him in the ap class but it was at the same time as his ap spanish class because he's really good at spanish and he's studying linguistics at Pitt with like a specialization in mandarin and he's also teaching himself Portuguese. It's infuriating. He's so good at so stuff. So that's just like his thing is yes. language. Yes, very much so. And it was funny in high school because like he was always in the top 10, like super smart. And he was such a procrastinator. Like there were so many times where he would be like, hey, do you do this homework? Like, can I see it? 
I'd be like, oh my god, like, yeah, but I should not be helping you. Like, <laughs> you are doing way better than me in classes, but he, he could have done it all on his own. He just, he, he didn't really care for, I don't know, but he always did well. Like, he was still really high up in the class when we graduated, so. Yeah. But I, I've always been envious of his ability, and we've been friends since, like, third grade. Well, I think, so. like, when you handle a lot of stuff mm-hmm. at once, and this is a, maybe something you've already figured out, if you mm-hmm. haven't figured it out yet. Right take the advice mm-hmm. you gotta like kind of put a scale you have all the stuff that's on your plate right right you kind of get two plates mm-hmm. and you gotta have a plate of stuff that you really need to do right and stuff that you can kind of bullshit through right exactly <laughs> so i feel like he was probably figuring out like homework and stuff eh, I, I can bullshit through that right it does, it's not that important right because that's just something that a teacher's gonna look at once put a number on it whatever he's right. probably more focused on the knowledge that he's keeping in his head right and doesn't want to waste the time like putting it onto a paper to show somebody that exactly. he has that knowledge because yeah. he knows he has it right and he it he's very much like in college and doing well and a good student because he has to be you know college is much different than high school yeah. i think you can bs your way i'm sure you could bs your way through both but i have no idea how one would do that because that's never been my mo like if i can't procrastinate at all i'll have a conniption if i feel like i'm behind on anything um but I definitely, like, this year there have been things where I've, like, not devoted as much time as I would have liked to on a project just because I know there are only so many hours in a day. This grade's not going to hurt the grade that much. And <laughs> you have, like, big things in other classes because, like, everything's so isolated from each other in college, okay. you know. Yeah. Like, your classes are all totally different topics on different things. You're assigning different projects. You have different types of homework. And obviously, they don't talk to each other at all because it's completely unrelated. Yeah. So you never know. Like, sometimes you'll have no homework at all or you'll have, like, a little bit of homework. And then there are other times where, like, you've got a feature due for your journalism class and you have, like, homework to do for astronomy. And you also have, like, a test to study for. Like, it's all kind of a game. You never know. Right. And then you have to kind of like see, okay, well, how can I do this and still accomplish this and not fail that test all in this amount of time? And sometimes that means just like your astronomy homework, like you do half, your roommate does half, like you finish it together and then you (laughs) both have time to write your story. And yeah, yeah, but I definitely am. I'm learning, but it's hard. How long are you in school for? I will graduate in 2016 and i don't plan on going for a master's or phd or anything it's not really necessary in journalism um but as of right now i might graduate early because i thought i was behind which is why i was taking 18 credit hours but i came in with 22 credit hours from ap credits and so when i saw my advisor this last time and I like came in guns and blazing like this is what I'm gonna do this is what I'm gonna do next here's what I'm taking this is why he was like oh that's great like you realize you're halfway through your sophomore year right and I was like um (laughs) no I didn't realize that yeah so I'm gonna pump the brakes because I don't really want to graduate early but I'm getting a certificate so that'll take me like right to the end and the diversity certificate's, like, not so intense that it will make my major not possible, but just intense enough that it'll be challenging and interesting to me and give me an edge when I graduate, so. 
well, I hope things work out for you when <laughs> you graduate you in 2016. Much. Right. I hope you continue to make great connections and thank you. Start a power violence band. Yeah, that and would be great. <laughs> write awesome stories and for sure. And I hope you keep creating awesome art so I can be like, dude, I did this podcast once, but he probably forgot because he does 50 other things. <laughs> And they're all really good. Check it out. Well, hey, um, yeah. thanks for coming by and thanks. taking the time. And bye. Bye. See you later. See you never. This is <laughs> always the most awkward part when it's like you kind of like do that, like bye, bye, but we're not really leaving. Right. Exactly. Well, you know. But you need to give like the listener something. Exactly. Well, you have to. You can't just be like. Just cut it off. <laughs> That's it. Just, the person's like, wait, is there more happening, or is this done? <laughs> And that's all, folks. Thanks for listening to the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. If you did it, you can go fuck yourself. Uh, <laughs> I don't know where that came from. But, yeah, Megan is awesome. And I wish her nothing but the best with everything that she has going for her in the future. She's a young kid. Whole life ahead of her. Gonna do good. She's gonna do cool things i guarantee you that and i'll be doing cool things again next week because i'll be here talking to some more people because that's just what i'm doing now so be sure to come back for that next week same place same time same channel whatever uh i am sykes start the beat podcast 2014 Woo! Woo! Thanks for listening.